0: Who's ready for the weekend? NC State and UNC are set to battle. Roy Williams is getting honored. Is it perfect timing? We'll have to discuss that, as well as the rest of the game's best betting action from Jersey. Drake Locked on Seminoles is in the building. We'll get you set and ready to go. Let's do it. What's going on everybody? Jersey Drake in the building. Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. Locked on Seminoles host here. He always gives you that good content on Freestyle Friday. I'm your host Candice Cooper each and every day. Thank you so much for joining us. A lot going on in the ACC basketball world. A lot of good games happening this weekend. So we want to get you covered for that. Jersey Drake in the building. How's it going?
1: It's going good, Candace. Thank God we made it to Friday. The weekend is finally here. Your boy is going to be going to Tampa for Gasparilla on Saturday. I'm excited about that, and hopefully hit my favorite brunch spot on Sunday. Come back with oh. some cheesecake. Come back with some key lime pie. Even though I am on a diet, that's my one <laughs> day. I am allowing myself that. So I'm gonna get moving. Right How about yourself?
0: Drake, I don't believe in cheat days because we just have to live, right? At the end of the day, if you want the dessert, if you want the cookie, life is too short not to have it. So go ahead and go for it. Don't don't tell yourself it's a cheat day. Tell yourself I want to enjoy this. So I'm going to do it.
1: That's a good way to put it. But the problem is like, I want to enjoy this. One slice of cake. Maybe a yeah, <laughs> second slice of cake. Then I just keep going I was like, damn, I just ate an entire pack of golden orgas in one sitting. I hate you myself, but yeah. That's, that's I cool.
0: lost slick, maybe thanks to Bill Bar, I lost three pounds this week and I had ice cream every single day. So I don't know what it is. I think it's a mentality. I Maybe I willed the weight to go away. Maybe it's stress. I don't know if you guys, you know, all of our listeners watch each and every day. You see me slimming down. It's completely because of stress and issues that are going on here in the ACC or maybe just life. But needless to say, we've got a lot to go over. And of course, if you guys have not caught up through the week, We've got a new basketball coach hopefully coming in Louisville soon between uh, Kevin Payne or Bruce Pearl, their names in negotiation. Although Bruce Pearl is trying to get that negotiation in Auburn popping, I don't necessarily think he is going to leave Alabama anytime soon. What are your thoughts?
1: I mean, it's going to be funny that Bruce Pearl is going to leave Auburn, and Auburn kind of went through their own little NCAA kind of investigation with, I forgot the kid's name, I think Sharif Cooper was the kid. I think Mm -hmm. that was the center of that. And there's gonna go to Louisville, which is going through their own extortion scandal. So maybe he's just a magnet for controversy. Kind of <laughs> love to you know be around it. But I, I mean, I think he'll stay at Auburn. I think he's gonna build something there. You know, really well. I have friends of mine at Auburn that are boosters, They're definitely gonna do everything in their power to get paid. But if I was him, maybe go to Louisville because Louisville is that perennial blue blood in the ACC, and they've seen them go on hard times. And I'm Vince Tyree, I think, was the former AD at Louisville who FSU pursued when they were gonna hire their new one. And they're sick and tired of being a bad at basketball or being not hitting the, hitting, the, hitting the ceiling for them. So, like, this would be the big home run higher that they want. But I see Bruce Pearl just staying back in Auburn personally.
0: Yeah, all right, so Louisville is the game that's going to kick off to start our Saturday slate for men's basketball. They face a number 9 Duke team that just come on, came off a really close win against Clemson. Now that Chris Mack is gone, do you feel like this Louisville team is going to bounce back differently? Despite having an interim coach, maybe the team is has been ready for Mack to leave and they're finally ready to step up in a big way.
1: That's going to be interesting because for football, I always think that when someone loses their head coach, it definitely helps them out immensely, right? Mm-hmm. For basketball, I don't know. I, okay. I, I, and especially when you're playing against a Duke team that, while they did bounce back after the FSU loss, the FSU loss still kind of hurts them, especially the way how you seen FSU drop to Georgia Tech last night, which I do not want to discuss about later <laughs> on the show. <laughs> but to me, with with uh, with Louisville, they're definitely going to need to get a lot out of you know a Malik Williams or a Mason Faulkner to definitely be able to kind of keep stay competitive. But I mean, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then you have Miami facing a Georgia Tech team, Georgia Tech coming off a big win against FSU, as Jersey Drake Drake mentioned, and a Miami team that got a last, last second shot on Wednesday off. Charles Moore was able to deliver for the squad, and I feel like the Hurricanes have all the momentum going in their favor.
1: Yeah, Miami is a very dangerous team. That, like I said, that win against FSU, that I think it was what a one point game. Mm-hmm. We, we we probably we probably stole Miami two games from Miami this entire season. I'm gonna take that because they haven't beat us back, you know, and basically a year now. But I definitely like like Charlie Moore that that last second shot. That's a heartbreaker for Virginia Tech. That was a great way to get that one. Get in a highly contested game, and then also you have Cameron Augustine, and Isaiah Wong, still perennially showing how good this Miami team is and how well-rounded they are, and then I think the kids, like, his name is what, Wardenburg, is that how you pronounce mm-hmm, that?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And He's
1: definitely helping out. I mean, you should be able to shoot with that kind of size the way he does, so I have Miami actually probably winning this game, in my personal opinion, and they probably okay. win it pretty handily, because Georgia Tech, they're not a good team. They aren't. If they're <laughs> the bottom feeder of the conference, you know, even though we just lost them at FSU, but I mean, Josh Patterson Pastner did show that they're kind of a scrappier team. so
0: Yeah, for sure. And we're going to talk about Carolina and NC State here in just a bit. I want to jump to Virginia Tech and Florida State. Again, a Virginia Tech team that is desperate for an ACC win, currently sitting at 2-7 and seven in the conference, the dead last spot. After everyone was hyped on them, and maybe they're some of their senior and veteran leaders, now they are just find, trying to find some place to fit into that first four in or first four outs for NCAA tournament? How are they going to do against the Seminoles? Uh, <laughs> it could go either way.
1: Uh, I mean, I've been saying Virginia Tech is fraudulent on here. If you look at the way they played okay. earlier season, I said the same damn thing about Georgia Tech being bad and they already beat us. So I'm going to take a different approach. Virginia, <laughs> Virginia Tech is actually a very decent team. If you look at their losses, they're by single, digits except for North Carolina. North Carolina is mm-hmm. a very good team. I think they lost by five to Boston College, who, isn't good, but they lost to three on a buzzer beater by Miami. Now I do want to see kind of how their players, like a Kevi, Aluma, maybe a Hunter or how they kind of respond to losing. No one likes being beat on a half court shot. Mm-hmm. It like basically it basically renders moot every single you know aspect of the game before then. it's kind of like, damn, we just got being a buzzer beater. And yeah. now with FSU, I mean I'm gonna chuck up George the Boogeyman. I think Josh Passner just <laughs> has our lunch for some reason. Because I remember last year we lost to them in the AC tournament. We had 25 turnovers this game just now that happened was 17 turnovers. So hopefully for me, if FSU might, you know, end up being favored by two and a half points or by betting folks out there, I would take Virginia tech to cover the spread, but I definitely see FSU finding some way to win by a very, very slim, slim and then margin. margin. Like once again, yeah. which has basically been our MO all year.
0: No doubt about that. Now, Pittsburgh taking on Boston College, a Pittsburgh team that came up with a good win throughout the week. And then Boston College, who had a close loss to North Carolina, definitely showed up better than they did the first time out. These are two teams that apparently we don't really talk about much here in the conference. But they, you know, I was reading some of the YouTube comments. And we were talking about the fact that a Pittsburgh fans saying, I hate that we are the Uh, staple for whether or not a team is good or bad in terms of if we beat them, then it's like, ooh, that's awful, or if we win, we'll take it kind of thing. But, hey, Boston College, if they can pick up another conference win, I know they're sitting smiling somewhere pretty.
1: I mean, with Pittsburgh in general, I mean, if you look at their wins or losses, there's a reason why, right? We say that. I mean, Mm -hmm. their wins are against teams like a Jacksonville, the St. John's, the (laughs) US Wilmington, and a a Towson. And Towson's a school that was right down the road from my law school up in Baltimore. I mean, Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh, it's just not a really good team, even though We saw them beat up Syracuse. Now, whether that's more Syracuse, you know, having, I think, Joe Girard shooting a one of nine from the field. I think this will be an interesting game, for Boston College, I mean, they've outperformed all of our own expectations, right? Yeah. I mean, didn't you have them, like, maybe winning five games this year coming into the year?
0: If that, if that. Yeah. But I also think that we probably didn't give enough credit to Coach Grant because we were just going off of last year's team because they literally just, I mean, they fired their coach midseason. They were all over the place. They were bringing on JV people to try and help finish the squad, and we didn't factor in how awful COVID really affected them. But now you look, they have some good transfers. They have guys that have bought into Grant's system. and he He's giving them the confidence to stay in games and actually beat teams. And that's all you need half the time.
1: Yeah, that's a fair point. (laughs) I mean, I I mean, mean, it makes sense. That's right.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Drake. Now, Virginia takes on a Notre Dame, a Notre Dame team who just came up with a win against NC State, a Virginia team that frankly, I had just never thought I would be talking about Virginia in such a weird light. I didn't think that the Virginia Cavaliers would be a team. Well, I mean, eventually everyone figures out that it's going to be a low-scoring, high-defense game. But if you don't have good defense, if you don't have good, strong, physical players, it probably is not going to pan out well for you. But yet here we are, you know, talking about a twelve and eight Virginia Cavaliers squad who's, dec- who's slightly desperate for a win.
1: It's really funny because my so on Locks on Semmes we have a basketball-centered show every single week called Dunks, Dribbles, and Dimes, or as I like to we call it, uh, Triple D's, the kind of like the Guy Fieri show on the Food Network. My big folks, i'm sorry um but, but my co-host dave over there has been kind of beating the drum that virginia once they're found out are just going to crater out because mm-hmm. they play a very slow very i mean some people call it boring kind of brand of basketball mm-hmm. and now that people are catching up with them it just seems though every time you watch the game it's like everything is either super close and it's kind of also like super ugly too in every game that they've been in and to me like nc sorry and notre dame definitely probably is A team that we don't talk about that much, mainly Mm because we don't claim them in the ACC except for basketball purposes. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Notre Dame is a very sneaky good team, and they might be a team that is definitely on bubble watch, in my personal opinion. They're going to be the front of the first four in. Unfortunately, schools like in FSU – like others as well, going to be the first four out when it comes to, you know, rocketology purposes. But mm-hmm. I think this is definitely be probably one of the better games to watch, even though I just said Virginia plays boring basketball. So,
0: Lazuski <laughs> can uh, shoot the rock. Blake Wesley is definitely someone who can facilitate well. And in... that's
1: how you say his name. Okay.
0: Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> All good. Finally, we have Wake Forest in Syracuse, a Wake Forest team that is on a roll. Cleary is currently 17 and four, having a very strong season in Syracuse. Trying to avoid having a below five hundred year, we talked about it on yesterday's show with Tyler Aki the fact that the Bayheim era might be all well and everything, but done.
1: Yeah, it yeah, it's really yeah. I mean, the thing is, the, it's bad. It's bad. I mean, it's always <laughs> like you gotta understand. Like my favorite basketball player of all time is Carmelo Anthony. That's okay. why. And like I watched him act at Syracuse like, in the when the Bayheim era kind of like was like getting the full force with that. And now you see, you know, you see Buddy scoring twenty five points against Boston College. Sorry, against Pitt. Mm-hmm. And then you see Joe Girard, one of their prime recruits, you know, back in the day, shooting, going one for nine and kind of playing being, being a letdown defensive end too. So it's like, you have no idea what you're getting from the Syracuse team. Mm-hmm. And then Wake Forest, who's kind of like this darling of the ACC outside of Duke with their transfers, like an Alondis Williams or David Williamson. And they got back the DeMar Mosanto kid from injury. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now they're finding of running out of form. They're on a four game win streak. They play, they play Pittsburgh afterwards for a state me as a team that you can watch out for to probably win out until they play Duke, I think, in the middle of February.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I also think Syracuse, just the energy is just different because they don't have the studs or the dudes to play that defensive uh, zone defense that we're so used to seeing. I feel like it's only a matter of time before the game plan of how to get Bayheim choosing his successor and having that kind of John Shire, Hubert Davis era next uh, has to come because nobody wants to have a bad Syracuse team because it's bad for basketball. It's bad for our conference to keep it a band.
1: It's horrible for our conference, man. And we see all our blue. That's why, like, I mean, last year FSU played really well. But I was really down the fact that Duke wasn't playing well. And you see the same thing with UNC wasn't paying up expectations. The mm-hmm. thing is, with football, with the SEC, they still get the benefit of the doubt when it comes to you know selections because they're they're permanently good across the board every single year. When it comes to basketball with the ACC, we're not giving that deference this season because we're eating each other. We're basically yeah. the pack right now. We're basically the Pac-12 of the basketball <laughs> era. And basically, we're just no, we're not helping cases at all. And as much as I love my school, I trust me, I cover the basketball program a lot. The fact that we were first place going to Georgia Tech last night and got that L is a black eye on the entire conference <laughs> as a whole. Like. Damn. Yeah. And like and this and this is coming from someone who's like with Coach Ham is doing the best job he can with the team right now, but just the team and it. So as a convert, we need Syracuse, we need UNC, and we need Duke just, just to care, keep, keep on carrying us.
0: hundred percent agree. All right, guys. If you are interested in learning more about this new up GetUpside app. I'm here to tell you about it. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up their tank. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now by using promo code SCORE, S-C-O-R-E. For 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back, don't pay full price at the pump anymore get cash back by using GetUpside. Just download the app again on the App Store or Google Play right now and the cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card to Amazon or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE, that's S-C-O-R-E, to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. We're rocking and rolling here. Jesse Drake locked on Seminoles podcast here, helping us get through Freestyle Friday. And of course, as I mentioned at the top of the show, North Carolina will face NC State, both men's and women's actually, but we'll talk about the men's here. The Tar Heels coming off of a horrible shooting night against Boston College will face the Wolfpack, who just came off a loss against Notre Dame. 2 p.m. on ACC Network, and while we're used to having some sort of rivalry or energy, it's not the same as Carolina Duke. It's still one of those you want to beat the person in your backyard. I feel like, quiet as it's kept, it's the third game in a row Carolina's playing at home because they had to make up that Virginia Tech game. It's hard for this Carolina team to win three games in a row, and these Jokers can't shoot, and NC State would love nothing more than to play hard and come away with a win in Chapel Hill. I just, I just feel like a stays night. I don't know. I'm feeling it.
1: How scared of you are are, are you of De'Aaron Sebron in this game?
0: You know, between him and Terquavion Smith, and I feel like if Helms gets hot, it could be a long day for the Heels. Because if Baycott can't find a way to get fed, Caleb Love, R.J. Davis, if he can't find a way to make baskets and get some offensive rebounds – going to be a long day I don't know if Dawson, Dawson Garcia who's been out the past two games home with a family illness is going to be returning but they're going to have to figure out how to feed them and Brady Manick is probably the only one I truly believe plays with the most heart I think everyone else they, they do what they got to do <laughs> but there's some others that I'm like we're good without you right? I'm, I'm just gonna I'm not gonna not gonna hold you
1: I mean, Brady Manig is the reason why he won the Boston College game.
0: Hello, let's talk about
1: it. I mean, he literally, I think, had like five unanswered points by himself. I think like four minutes left in the game. I mean, and I forgot who shot the free throws at the end to ice it out. But it's like, I mean, you questioned. I think this team. I think not just yourself, but Coach Ebert Davis too, as well. Where who are these? Do these players like play with the effort or the heart or the hustle that is kind of needed in the college basketball game, especially with ACC basketball, which is always going to be a tough and a grind? So it's kind of like, I kind of agree with you there because I mean, they 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 had a game on Monday. The game on Wednesday and the game on Saturday, and that's you got three games in six days, and that's no easy feat to do. That's exhausting for these kids.
0: Yeah, so and Hubert like, Davis. An yeah, and Huber Davis is horrible at rotation. Right, he doesn't like really facilitate or he doesn't sub in. Well, as much as we talk about Roy Williams and his lack of timeouts, we talk about the fact that Hubert likes to have the same six. I'm like, they're tired, bro. Please help somebody. But my other problem is if you don't feel confident enough to put these guys in here, then what's the real problem? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we recruiting if we don't feel confident to give freshmen a little bit of burn? If we're up by 10 and you feel like they can't blow it, why are we not giving DeMarco uh, out a little opportunity? I just want to know. Just let's keep it honest.
1: I'm say we might need to get a meeting with them real quick. Say, hey, in here? What exactly <laughs> it is that you do here. So, folks, for all that, you know, put in a little bow, that means take North Carolina State money line. I think the when the books actually open up Saturday morning, you'll see UNC fair by ten points, maybe eleven or twelve. I think of Kansas is right here. It's gonna be a very it's it's a lot, it's a lot to ask these kids what they're doing right now. And NC State, I love Darian Sebron. That yeah. kid is a monster. So it's i in that kid's gonna be a difference maker. So give me NC State with the money line if you guys want to be a little risky this weekend.
0: And you know, I think it's also a must win game for Coach Keats for his job safety, because I feel like this is still considered a down year for Carolina, and the fact that he can't pull out a win against UNC is always going to be one of those things that hang over their head, because as much as people try not to act like it, those are certain games that you circle on the calendar that's a must win. Like, if you want to consider your job safe, you gotta win. Like, you can lose every single game, but if you Florida state man to lose to Miami, now we have to have a conversation, right? I think that's just something that's a state here
1: in those you know in-state rivalry uh, matchups all right no that's I mean, <laughs> I, mean, the, I mean the NC I mean you're right I mean it's your backyard like this just should be a game you see in your schedule like this kind of gets you up automatically this should be yeah. circled from the day the schedule drops you know you're gonna play them and if yeah. you don't have the hustle or the heart that you've been you kind of been missing all year for that y'all might need to take a look at the roster like hey who actually wants to be here
0: yeah, now the missing fa- the, the special factor of this weekend, as I had mentioned at the top of the show, is Roy Williams will be honored about you know all of his accomplishments, how much we love Roy. Even though he comes to every single game, he has a nice little spot with his wife, Wanda. They're going to honor him. Now I'm thinking, is he going to have a special seat on the bench because he's going to coach and maybe we can get a little love? Do you think that he's going to give them a pregame speech? I'm hoping it's all of the, all of the above because <laughs> I feel like his tenacity is a little bit of a piece that's been missing from this team.
1: I'm about to say, yeah, I mean, like, whenever I think of Roy Williams, I think of just, you know, the guy yelling on the sideline. I also think of the guy and all those gifts, you know, he's doing this, going to the locker room with, you know, the fresh Jays coming in on. <laughs> I, I mean, if Bob Stoops can come back and coach Oklahoma for a bowl game, I don't. I have no idea why Roy Williams can come back and coach that. And maybe that's right. Maybe he's, he, he needs to light a fire, not only under the player, but also under the coaching staff, too. Like, hey, I know it's year one. Sometimes, you know, for a reason, y'all don't get more than the year one or year two. So you better, you know, start getting everything done because UNC has a tradition of playing, Competitive basketball year in and year out, and also making it far in March. So, and right now we only have what eleven, maybe ten games left for some of these teams. Time may run out. You know, you got to bolster the resume.
0: Huh, talk about it. There is so much pressure on these teams to get it right as we are heading into some of the final stretches here for conference play, but it is the new year. So that means new year's resolutions as Jersey Drake and I were talking about, we're trying to get right. We're trying to eat healthier. So we've added built bar into our meal plans. Built bar makes it easier to stick to your resolutions because when you want to eat healthy, sometimes it gets boring. You really want three pieces of cheesecake, even though you know you only have one, but add a little built bar into the rotation. Maybe you can get a little chocolate in while you wait because built bar is hundred percent covered in chocolate, 130 calories. Four grams of sugar and four net carbs is 17 grams of protein. So here's a new idea for you. you. want to add a little treat to your stash, add some built Bar, throw all of that sugary or calorie-filled treats out and replace them with this delicious, healthy protein bar. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can eat something that tastes good. Go to Bilt.com use promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off your order by using promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. So we're wrapping up the show here with Drizzy Drake in the building. And, of course, we want to make sure you guys follow the Locked On Seminoles podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. Are you feeling good about ACC play? I ask you this every week. You know, I was feeling fine about it for football, but I started to wane a little bit. But here in basketball, I'm just like, Lord, stop beating each other so badly. Like, the bad team's just like, let's get a little bit worse. And the good team's let's just start elevating. It's not happening,
1: though. I hate it, man. I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> you ask us every single week. And I feel like I'm trying to bring some positivity to the show. I'm yeah. already being too pessimistic on our own show. And I was like, <laughs> I look around the conference. And I was like, yo, does anyone want to be competitive in this thing? Does mm-hmm. anyone want to play like deep into March? And there are some teams out there where I'm sitting there like, yo, some like some teams, for example, I'm going to give you FSU, because that's my cover. We have wins in our resume that, yo, you are a lock to play March. And yeah. then we got losses like to a Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. to South Carolina that, Ah, uh, Yalty, you even want to go to NIT? Are you sure about that? Like you look at the you look at the resume boosters where it's just like it's, it's. I don't know if any single team is really like you know, competitive enough to be go far in March. And right now, I look at the conference, I see maybe two, maybe three teams in the tournament. And saying that as an ACC fan, someone that covers the conference, that's
0: sad, man. Yeah, yeah, it's really crazy because I think that ultimately it doesn't help us for coverage sake because the teams that are going to make it, I feel like it's a little shaky in terms of the first round, getting out the first round, trying to make it to Sweet 16, hell, eight, eight. It might get a little rough. But overall, we were talking with I was talking with Tyler Aki from Lockdown Syracuse, and we were talking about some of the SEC coaches that might take some of these perennial, you know, ACC coveted ACC basketball jobs. And he was convincing everyone, like, why would you leave the SEC? One that everyone seems to be finding money for in football and one that you don't have to be great, great at in the SEC. You might just have one-off good years, Auburn. You might have one-off good years, LSU. Why leave that for something to where everyone is going to be on you, all eyes glued, Duke, UNC, Louisville-type jobs?
1: I think this is the competitor in me, and i played competitive sports for a very long time. I want the hardest challenge possible. And like, I like as I mean, SEC football, right? You're gonna, you you have unrealistic expectations when you go to SEC. Even when you go to like the Kentucky, you were wanted to win eight or nine games, right? Mm-hmm. But you're a basketball school first and foremost. But I think for people to the SEC from the ACC, it's kind of like you want to be part of those blue blood historic battles. You want to go to UNC playing against, them. you want to go to Syracuse playing against, them. you want to be a part of those. You want to add that to your resume and kind of have that challenge. And for me personally, I would do that. I mean, it was kind of surprising Chris Beard left Texas Tech to go where he went off to, but. Me, that's how I would view it, but I kind of do get like, why would you leave the SEC when you're being paid a, a, a large sum of money? I am almost swore there. I'm sorry about that. And then, <laughs> and then also, and also, you got LSU right now out there with Will, with Will Wade, you know, how he's conducting his program and how he's been able to keep them competitive ish. And then, with Bruce Pearl, maybe sometimes, maybe they're trying to turn them into both a football and a basketball program. And then, you got Arkansas too, with what's his name, Eric Musselman over there mm-hmm. as well. He's, you know, he's turning them into a kind of a like somewhat of a dark horse ish kind of program, but. To me, I would go somewhere that kind of has the history. I mean, you see it all the time with head coaches in football, so why not in basketball too? I think OSU would be the same.
0: Yeah, no doubt. All right, I want to make sure you guys are aware of some great games happening on Sunday for the women's side of things. Virginia will take on Florida State. Pittsburgh will take on Syracuse. Boston College will take on Notre Dame. Duke will take on Louisville. North Carolina will take on NC State. And Georgia Tech will take on Clemson. So we have five teams currently in the top 25 for our women's and some big games happening over the weekend. I want to make sure you guys tap into that. I certainly would circle the Duke-Louisville game as the number 21. Blue Devils take on the number five Cardinals. And NC State taking on North Carolina. And Georgia Tech taking on Clemson. So big games for the women's side of things. As I always remind you guys, women's hoops is probably the best part of our conference, Quiet as it's kept. But maybe we're looking into spring at this point because the men aren't helping us out. We're looking into lacrosse. I don't know.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I've been listen. I've been watching women's softball, women's soccer for my own school. Like, damn, this is what it feels like to actually cheer for a winning team. That's actually yeah. everyone's ass. Yeah, maybe folks. Yeah. Like, right now, ACC men's basketball is a mess. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think I think we have like what one ranked team right now. In the do. Do. Yeah, it's just Duke. And that's just like that's just goes completely opposite to what we had expecting coming into the year. So it's kind of a shell shock. So, folks, please give the women some love.
0: Yeah, And the fact that Duke is the number 19 that everyone is pouncing on or trying to beat within the men's side of things, it's going to hurt their top 25 chances, which can you imagine no ACC teams in the top 25? Like that would be freaking nuts
1: uh if you had told me that in the same year clemson (laughs) clemson football would be unranked as the same year that no ac men's basketball team would be in the top 25 i would take that bet 100 percent of time against you for that that's that's just insane to me when was the last time that happened i would love to know that
0: oh for sure if you can let us know hit us up at locked on acc on twitter or leave it in the comments on youtube i know jim phillips has stiff drinks every single week he has to
1: poor guy poor guy This man has been through a lot. Where it comes to football, where it comes to expansion in the basketball, I mean, Swafford just left you, bro. I'm so sorry. I hope they gave you a manual
0: because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we you know we talk about the alliance. And I will say one thing before we get out of here. I know there's been a lot of talk about. Uh, the divisions and not no longer having divisions for football the Big Ten announced that they were going to do away with you know having their separate uh, divisions going into the season and there were talk about whether or not the ACC should consider removing the Atlantic and the Coastal and I'm in favor for that I think I truly enjoyed seeing some matchups I don't normally get to see you know whether it's like a Duke or NC State right or other teams playing because at the end of the day if you look into next season the Atlantic is gonna be rough
1: yeah, the Atlantic, I think, has top the top five QBs in the conference are literally in the Atlantic. And also, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm right there with you. I I hate that I play we play UNC what once every four to six years. I mm-hmm. hate that Georgia Tech is literally like, I think, three hours away from our campus and we play them once every four to six years because of divisions. Mm-hmm. I mean, give me the pod life. I want to be able to play these teams once every two years. It's more fun. I'm able to go travel yeah. and see these, see these stadiums, see these cultures too. And also like divisions I mean come on like, it's archaic in my personal opinion it's, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't do anything for the sport at all as a whole so like yeah. please just mill no, middleman I mean we saw the COVID year how it worked out with no divisions
0: it was fun it was a great it time. was fun it was a good time honestly I thought Carolina was gonna go undefeated but that's a whole other story for now we
1: beat your ass that game so like,
0: <laughs> well you know until Mac Brown is not our coach we probably won't beat FSU but that's a whole story for another day Jersey Drake it's always a pleasure to have you in the building can you please remind folks of where they can find you and follow all your work
1: as always Mac Brown's an old boy. All right. <laughs> my Twitter right is right here below. Tally underscore underscore Drake. follow my codes at MaxMovie17. You can follow the podcast at LO underscore Seminoles. And you can join our community at Knowles Anonymous. That's where basically where we got our start, where we engage the fans, do the DMs, and kind of where we get our themes and topics for the shows. As always, go Knowles, baby.
0: Go knows at locked on ACC on Twitter. Make sure you guys come back next week. We'll recap the weekend games and we'll get you ready for the week. As we have another full slate of basketball games to talk about and maybe some changes over there for college coaching. We're talking about a lot of conference, how a lot of conference shifts, what that could mean as we're heading into next season, there will be a conference schedule drop on Monday so we'll go over that throughout the week and I know people are excited to see who their teams will be playing and win so appreciate your time as always for Candace Cooper and Jersey Drake until next time.